0: What's up, Junkies? Welcome back in for another wonderful edition of Pigskin Junkies. Myself, Michael Larson, the big brother Jared Larson, and Scott Panza here to talk about football and the pigskin. But a new form of football has blessed our lives, ladies and gentlemen, in the form of the Alliance of American Football. And boy, oh boy, did it take the world by storm, beating out... Uh, I believe it was the NBA primetime game of the night, uh, the Orlando Apollos of the Legends, it, or depending on what side of the, the country you're on. Uh, but drawing higher ratings, which, yes, you can say is, we'll see how it pans out, and I agree, because when the Threes League started on FS1, that had a huge initial rating. But this just shows you how horny Americans are for football, and it was awesome. I loved all of it especially because the Apollos and uh, just absolutely handled the Atlanta legends. Spurrier was awesome. I loved when they had him mic'd up and he said, catch the ball this time. But Scott, <laughs> your Birmingham iron came out and posted the Ooh. only shutout of the weekend against the express.
1: They look good. Don't sleep on my man, Luis Perez. He looked sharp. They got his squad over there. They play some real defense, but you know, they were very fortunate to play uh, Memphis, blows. Memphis Express coached <laughs> by Mike Singletary, who's definitely going to take this league by storm and cement <laughs> his, his spot into another NFL job. For sure. Yeah, we would.
2: Yeah, I, I, I want to play that like all the time when I see him on the sidelines.
1: Oh, man. I'll, I'll tell you, someone, I forgot who tweeted this, but they had such a good point. Like when you're Christian Hackenberg and you're 6'7 and you played at Penn State and if by now every team in the NFL's passed on you and said, you know what, you're not good enough, you're probably not going to be good enough in this league either because <laughs> you've been dissected head to toe. You're 6'7. You're what every team in the NFL wants and every team's like, you know what, we'd rather have Nathan Biederman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're so, definitely not going to get any better under Singletary. Like,
0: zero percent chance
1: no no he's a he's a defensive guy and i don't he's definitely not a good coach
0: singletary has single-handedly the most terrifying quote of like nfl films history ever for me and it's he blows up this play in the backfield and just comes back and goes "Woo! i like this kind of party and I'm like, this guy would literally murder me like, and <laughs> smile at me as he did it. Um, yeah. But I'll give the score That's- recaps here real quick. Um, Commanders 15, the fleet of San Diego 6. Still just mm-hmm. hysterical to me that they go from having an NFL team to now this. But anywho, uh, Apollo's absolutely murking in Steve Spurrier's fashion, putting up a whopping 40 points. Atlanta only scoring 6 as mentioned, the Birmingham Iron 26, the Memphis Express 0, and the Hot Shots taking down the Stallions. I can't remember the cities for that one, but the Hot Shots won 38-22. Phoenix,
1: Arizona Salt versus Lake Salt, Lake, yeah, Salt Lake Stallions. That was the battle for the best mascot in the league. That's right. And the Hot <laughs> Shots won. <laughs> the Hot Shots are hot. Right, you guys, Rick Neuheisel, he was a college coach. What What controversy did he get in? Why he's not a college coach anymore? Oh,
2: he was at UCLA for forever. He was at Washington. Uh, Big Pac-12 guy. I don't know what the controversy was, but
1: didn't he um, like that, get fired no, for something? And there was like pictures about it. Are you this sure is that's pre-social not Steve Sarkeesian? <laughs> uh, I was
2: gonna say that Steve Sarkeesian at USC.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure Rick Neuheisel got canned in in college for being like a drunk. That, uh, am I, I making this up?
2: I don't think so, but that was before our time. I'd have to jam it in the old Google machine to find That's out. What... But yeah, he was at he was at Washington, then he was at UCLA.
1: Oh yeah, Hold on. Uh,
2: he was. He like put he put this ad in the in the LA Times saying like our town when UCLA had and has sucked for like two decades, and USC has just crushed them in like every sense of the word. And then he was there for like three years and got fired. So I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, Rick Neuheisel, This is from 2003. Fired for personal vices. <laughs> Strip club. Plur- oh, right.
2: Vices, plural. That's nice. I like that. He took part in an just NCAA one.
1: betting pool. All right, so that's, that's good. Uh, so tripping. we got to get him on the pie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's, get him on, let's get him on the show here. No, but uh, their yeah, quarterback they... looked good. Wake Force Kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. Um... So we didn't get to see, so Scott, you'll have to because one, the the biggest takeaway for me is actually from from the app uh, where I was able to watch quite a bit of it, both with the little football helmets but also some live action. Uh, uh-huh. I definitely see that in the NFL's future. That was that is a fantastic app, yeah. uh, for yeah. you know DJs like us. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, Scott, what uh, was that interview with the with the creator where he was talking about their partnership with MGM? And you know you're picking run or pass just for shits and giggles now, but that's yeah. uh, only a, that's a ticking time bomb until <laughs> deposit, till deposit here and you're going click 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 with the ten dollar bills, or the oh, yeah. twenty dollar so, bills or whatever.
1: I think in the short run it's just like you're you're pretty much betting for like virtual coins, and then eventually they're going to roll it out. But it was Charlie Ebersole Jr. with um, yes. this law professor from Villanova, and we should tweet it out because I actually emailed. The law professor, because it was it was actually great content, but kind of got me fired up about some of the things that I was really upset about the AAF from the from the beginning of the season. There was no <laughs> fantasy leagues. So ESPN, Yahoo, no fantasy leagues. I couldn't do any fantasy. There was no draft.com didn't have best ball for this. So pretty much it was really difficult. So impossible to do fantasy, which I think is a huge oversight for them because that's you know, D gens like us want to get in all the fantasy (laughs) and, Another thing that really upset me is they didn't air the scrimmages the weekend before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. When everyone's dying for football, you know, screw the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I or it was in Orlando. It was probably No, screw the yeah,
0: Screw it. That was gross.
1: They could have given us the scrimmages so we had a better way to handicap week one. Everyone's just guessing. By the end of the weekend, we were just praying for unders, which <laughs> is the most un-American thing to do. And then, you know— the, they really don't have any beat reporters covering these teams, so you really don't know what's going on in the locker room. You really don't know what any of these coaches' strategy is going to be. And I'm surprised, like, some of these coaches haven't tried to have a more creative – I mean, the Hot Shots had a pretty creative offense, and the Apollos did as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're Christian Hackenberg and you're 3 of 11 in the first half, why is Zach Mettenberg or any of these other quarterbacks getting in the mix? Like, I know you want to give them, like, some way of getting in the groove, but obviously he stinks. And maybe like this is a <laughs> great opportunity for like keeping the defense off balance by switching up your quarterbacks and like having a very unconventional offense because none of these guys are really going to tear the cover off the ball, I imagine. But I don't know. Uh, that was one of the things that disappointed me. It seemed like a lot of vanilla football instead, of, like some like the Apollos got creative and the Hot Shots got creative.
2: Well, that's, I mean, I. A couple things I would say to that. One, first one is Scotty was hot about the no rules.
1: In the <laughs> oh, AAF. my God. That's another His... thing. Holy <laughs> shit. AAF, His collar was I, hot. I emailed every AAF email address on their website. We tweeted at them <laughs> relentlessly. Can we just get the rules? I know some asshole is there reading my email <laughs> saying, ha, ha, ha. I'm not going to send them the rules. Because yeah. Blew my mind. I did not realize that only five guys could rush the quarterback unless it's a play action pass. Like, something like that is really good to know. And even despite that, the offensive lines looked awful. <laughs> the San Diego <laughs> Fleet offensive line was getting torched the whole time.
2: Yeah, like, worst case scenario, it's man on man. Yeah. Five offensive linemen, you can't rush more than five people. Like, you should not be getting beat that
1: bad. But somehow san diego despite all that is a nine and a half point favorite this weekend i mean these are too many points to give it i don't know
2: that's I just do seems think an overreaction i would but, agree I
1: mean, uh yeah like I mean, Mark, that's his offense going
2: yeah for me i think i mean and it, it definitely played out uh this way in week one but i think we'll see it we'll see if that uh trend or or theme continues but Really, the way I look at it is the talent on all these teams is more or less the same. Uh, No one has really had enough time to gel, which is why I think you saw a lot of the offenses struggle outside of uh, some pretty good offensive minds. Um, You know, I'm sure Mike loved it as well, but here in Spurrier, Mike up is, like, just awesome. Um, And I think, you know, coaches like him, I expect March. I was very surprised that uh, March's team – only what did they score six
1: points, six, po- six mm-hmm. points. That yeah, was the thing that I had on Saturday.
2: Yeah, poor guy. You got uh, 15 six. Got we got 40 100. bloodbath. Uh, I don't <laughs> think Atlanta's coach is any good. I would, I've already mentioned what I feel about Memphis. Um, there will be some teams <laughs> that I look to pick on based on their head coaching situation or uh, or lack thereof.
1: Like, there's no home field advantage either because all these no. games, like, none of the stadiums were filled. I mean, Birmingham had an interesting crowd. But, you know, because they have a really small stadium and you felt like you were on top of the players. But, I mean, it was probably like 40% capacity from what I saw. I don't know what it looked like in the Orlando game. No. But there's no home field advantage. It was
0: games. raining, too, on Saturday, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was raining. Yeah.
2: And it's just the, the, the play clock's shorter. I think it's more of a flow game. I, I don't think home field advantage would be assigned the traditional – Two and a half to four points that you see in the NFL, mm-hmm. and so in some instances higher in college. I think it's, I think it's much less than that. Teams can communicate. Uh, you don't have to worry about those, you know, mega jailhouse blitzes um, yeah. against a, a snap count. So there's just, yeah, there's some some nuances that I think are advantageous for both teams um, when it comes to some of the some of the rules.
1: Mm-hmm. So if I'm a coach, like I'm thinking. I want, to get up, I want to hurry up every offensive drive. And if you can rotate your offensive line and if you can even rotate your quarterback so they're always fresh because the, the, the play clock is, is condensed, I think that's going to be a great move because the defense are going to get smoke-tired and there's not going to be a lot of depth on the defensive side of the ball. So if you can just keep them tired and keep it rolling, you're probably going to be at an advantage. But that's my two cents there.
2: Yeah, I'd be interested. I'll be interested to see how the the totals break down over the course of. I mean, ten games is still certainly not a huge sample size, but over the course of the season, because I agree with you, Scott. I think shorter play clock, less rotation, not nearly the depth that you have on an NFL roster. (laughs) Um, I think you'll see quite a bit of wear down from these defenses as the game, and then consequently the seasons excuse me, the games and the season progress. Um, Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more points in the second halves than you are in the first.
0: Yeah, so I I think overall we can all come to an agreement that the opening weekend for the AAF was a success, yes? Yes, overwhelming success. So USA Today even came out and said the alliance is quality football featuring a lot of young talent, which I think is good for them because like Jared and I had mentioned – It's almost the merging of two worlds of these young college stars that may not be big enough, strong enough, fast enough for the NFL. You can still see them play college ball. Um, Now, I have to say, I saw one of the greatest headlines for an article that I've ever seen on the AAF website, which is, when it comes to attendance, fleet asking for all hands on deck. And I want to (laughs) find out whoever that guy was, and I want to give him a raise. Now, speaking of the fleet... Uh, really what put AAF on the map was QB Mike Berkovich or B- Berkovicki. I don't know how you say his last name. Former Arizona State quarterback running around like the headless horseman out oh, there man. because he got Feel absolutely blew to smithereens by <laughs> Shane Washington of the San Antonio, whatever the heck their team is, but from San Antonio. Commanders. Whatever. Commanders. Lit him up like the 4th of July, and that was awesome. And every American that sits on their couch in Southeast America and pisses and moans about they don't let you hit the NFL saw that play and went, I am a huge AAF fan, and I bet you they drove from frickin' Auburn, Alabama up to Birmingham just to see just to see actual football in their minds at good old Legion Field. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Legion Field is where they used to play the Iron Bowl, Scott, for many years. And then oh, I went yeah. back to home and home. Uh, yeah, I iron. agree. I mean, and that's so I actually was having this conversation with my wife. She's like, is this semi pro? I'm like, no, these they're paid. It's like it's like triple A baseball, mm-hmm. like the best yeah. way that I can describe it. And they did a really nice job before the broadcast with Kurt Warner talking about it. He's like, there's a million reasons why some dude doesn't pan out in college and just doesn't make it to the, the team or the league. There's nowhere for them to go. So, like, even, like, a guy like Denard Robinson who gets some run and then is, you know, doing whatever he's been doing for the last two years since he's had a contract, this is a place where someone that obviously has talent and has captivated an audience in the past gets a chance to do so again.
1: Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a linebacker on, um, I think, the fleet, A.J. Shapley. He was in the NFL. He was playing for the Bills, retired. Went to work on Wall Street for a couple of years and was like, screw this. And he went <laughs> back and now he's in the AAF. So, you know, I forgot. I didn't realize Denard Robinson was in the AAF. And he
2: plays for, he's a running back
0: for Atlanta.
1: Oh, oh so that explains they, why they sucked. Yeah, so <laughs> they got some awful, real but... creativity to get, the, get him going this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, he, uh, I don't think he played more than two or three plays in a row. Like, I think these guys... There's some of these guys that like you can see got a little donut hanging around their uh, their belly because <laughs> they've been they've been hanging out a little too much, but uh, and they're trying to work themselves back into shape. The Atlanta coach just is not good. There were some uh, clock management issues, some uh, kicking is for losers for my friend uh, John Murray and a couple other things where I'm just like, dude, you. Are, I mean, it's not Chris Sims; it's the other Sims, Boy. son of Phil.
0: No, Uh, I d I don't
2: know his first name. Whoever the kid is went to like he's their quarterback and he Yeah, he
1: was bad. He looked bad too. I thought Chris Sims was like done being a a broadcaster. Oh Matt Sims. Matt Matt Sims. Sims. Matt Sims, yes. Yeah, all these guys. So they got a six two guy from Holy Cross, a six one guy from Georgia, and a six three Matt Sims from Tennessee. I like
0: Uh, (laughs) what'd you say a six foot guy from Georgia? Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, because I, you, I, I, he was a absolute stud in college, and it just cracks yeah. me up that you have no idea who Aaron Murray is. Oh, <laughs> I've, never
1: never yeah. of, I've never heard of him.
0: That's So awesome. Yeah. That
2: should tell all, all the college football fans, like, hear that and are like, I've never heard of Aaron Murray. It's like, all right, that tells you everything you need to know. Scott is NFL and. I'm a- not F- making it yeah. up.
1: Guys. I just can't <laughs> get into the college. I'm not making it up. Uh, Some dude from Georgia. <laughs> You know, in, I saw in Scott's
2: that, defense, that roster is like seventy percent Georgia players. Yeah, the Atlanta team—it's like all these retreads from Georgia that weren't good enough to make it in the NFL. <laughs> uh,
1: Thirty-four, and they're getting ten in. At, they're getting ten against a team that just put up six points. So, <laughs> dude,
2: they are bad. I'm talking really bad.
1: You would think that all these teams are relatively even. And then you're just saying that 10 points is coaching discrepancy. Now, one of the coaches in that game this weekend has been in the Super Bowl. And one hasn't. (laughs) So is that worth 10 points? Because the quarterbacks in the fleet look terrible. Well, that's – I would
2: give – I agree with you that I think there's been some serious overreaction based on one game. So I'll probably be taking points – frequently this weekend uh just as a function of you know it's only one game and people are going to have seen that and overreact and um yeah it's still very early the bookmakers are i mean if we are emailing directly to the league and not getting the information the chances that the bookmakers have a material amount of information more than we do is very unlikely Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah and yeah, it's it's uh, I just can't get over how they won't even eat. they wouldn't they wouldn't respond to my emails and you know, I was doing my best to not even be mean, but I really wanted to send something very nasty about, you know, the incompetence of the league, that they can't even send around the rules oh. on a new league. But I held back but uh did you write uh, the
0: email and then delete it after oh, I you wrote it i
1: wrote the email <laughs> if you go in my inbox there's like seven deletions of emails of my frustration i'm calling jared i'm i'm driving to the office last weekend and i'm like jared i'm so freaking angry because i want to look at these i wanted to read these rules today and i want to see what we, <laughs> you know what we need to be uh, teed up on and
2: just, he was gassed up.
1: <laughs> get, oh god, so angry, so freaking angry. So, you know, and we tweeted last week how we were going to be betting against Christian Hackenberg until further notice and betting against Mike Singletary, but they're at home and and they're getting twelve. And it just seems <laughs> insulting. This weekend, like, I don't know what to do. My mind's in a pretzel because I want to bet against Singletary and Hackenberg because it's such like the duo to bet against in this league. But 12 points is so many points <laughs>
2: getting 12 at home Are they but, playing that where do they play Liberty Bowl probably
1: uh probably
2: yeah I can't think of ah. any other stadium in Memphis but
1: walking uh, in Memphis yeah
2: I mean wolf
0: that's, <laughs> that's so many points I,
2: I like, yeah what, see that's for me that's a genius fader it's not it's no play or maybe you take the under what's the total 40 something
1: the, the total's is 47 and a half.
2: Yeah, I probably just would take the under. I mean, are... they're just not going to score.
1: In, that's any... the thing. Like Last weekend, we were talking about betting unders after we saw the first couple of games. And, you know, it worked in Birmingham. It didn't work in the Hot Shots game. I just had a bad feeling about that one. But I just had to back it up on the under. because You can't bet
0: so. under on a team that's name is Hot Shots.
1: I know. <laughs> you know what? As soon as I saw him play, I was like, oh, man, they're actually pushing the ball downfield. I'm like, every other numbskull in this league that's going to throw, dump, you know, dump passes. Just. Uh, I, think,
2: I think that's the optimal strategy, which we already discussed. I mean, you didn't see it, Scott. Spurrier threw, like, what amounted to a Hail Mary on the first play of the game. Like, he – I'm telling you, he that guy wants to score a 100. In every game.
1: I'll tell you, when the uh, the, uh, Hot Shots play the Apollos, it's going to be like 60-50. Yeah,
2: uh, that'll be an over game.
1: Because those guys are going to go nuts against each other. (laughs) I mean, just looking at these spreads this weekend, the Apollos are laying six at San Antonio. I think you can feel pretty comfortable about laying the six again.
2: I th- um, like a, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you there. I'll probably be on them mainly because I know we'll get that game on television. And uh, I'm just I'm not afraid to lay a number because I know Spurrier is going to just want to keep scoring.
1: Salt Lake is getting seven a- against Birmingham, and I love my Birmingham Iron. I'm all in for John, but Salt Lake didn't look too too bad against Arizona. For I don't John. think Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, for John, that's their uh, that's their hashtag, bro. <laughs> Do mm-hmm. you think I'm not going to get down to Birmingham one of these days? One thing I can tell you pretty confidently is you're not getting I'm down pretty, to
0: Birmingham. Oh yeah,
1: I I'm pretty confident I'll be at the AAF Championship in Vegas in April. I think, I'm thinking about it. It feels so juicy, but it, you know Jared's baby comes early. I, I was gonna I, say I
2: I will not be there. That's the no fly right. zone for oh, Jared. Man. That's, that's maybe a one day or out and back same day. I don't know. I don't think Haley listens to the podcast, so we're probably okay. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think I'm think i going to be all over Salt Lake getting seven this weekend.
2: I would um, agree. That's the the most interesting. I mean, you, so Scott lives this, obviously. Mike and I are in Florida, so we forget sometimes. Like, it's the middle of February in Salt Lake City. It's going to be cold. Freezing. Like, freezing cold. And I don't think a lot of these Bama boys, based on what I've seen on the roster, are too accustomed to that. So... <laughs> it's an interesting angle to play. Now, I don't know where the pe- – I haven't looked at the Salt Lake roster, so I don't know where they're all from. Um, but that could be an interesting angle. You know, when Salt Lake has these home games, to what effect uh, is that home field advantage? Maybe more so than the average uh, team that we just talked about.
1: The, the hot shots are laying 12 and the over under 47 and a half. Memphis doesn't look like they can score. It feels weird <laughs> to, to lay 12 but that, over, that under feels about right. Yeah, like that's I would all, agree. You know, Memphis couldn't score last week. I don't know how they're going to score this week. And I then, just
0: don't think they're
2: going to score. Hackenberg sucks.
1: It's Hackenberg's awful. terrible. How's Mettenberg not getting a shot in there? I don't, I don't get no it. No idea. Oh, Zach Mettenberg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the
0: mustache. <laughs> I mean, oh, that guy. That's
2: another kid. He started at Georgia, Scott, and then he wound up at LSU. But He, he started He
0: started, at Georgia. He started at Georgia got rid of, no, 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 Jared. He and Aaron Murray were in the same recruiting class, and that six-foot guy from Georgia beat <laughs> out mean, Zach Manberger, who went to LSU then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he played for the Chiefs, too. Uh, Aaron Murray was on the Chiefs well, for a while. Well,
2: I was going to say right. played is a loose term. There. He played a
1: little bit. He played well, about it as much as Matt Castle the, did. The fourth preseason game. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I was gonna say I got some uh, played the second half of the what's the what's the real game, like the quote unquote dress rehearsal? Third game?
1: Yeah. The third game, yeah.
2: Yeah, so Aaron Murray yeah, probably played the second half of the fourth preseason
1: game. I'm I'm getting fired up because I started reading draft boards and they're saying it's a big tight end class this year, so the Pats need to get a drop the tight end and kind of juiced up and then Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Is he going to be a bust, or is he going to be a stud in, in the pros?
0: Not bust. It, bust. Bust.
1: Really?
2: He's Scott, he's listed at 5'9". Oh, I know.
1: He's tiny. He's a little tiny. He's guy. done flutty, so like but five, worse.
2: No, see, but, okay, so he's listed at 5'9", which means he's probably 5'7 and change, right? Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Maybe 5'8". Everyone's like, oh, he's Russell Wilson. He's Drew Brees. I'm like, no, those guys are – short but they're six feet tall and they're like jacked. <laughs> yeah I just don't he, I mean I don't see the size thing working out I just think he's too small he's not gonna be able to see the throwing lanes uh you know I I do think he has a little bit of the Mahomes baseball background arm angles can kind of sling it from anywhere but I just I don't know how he's gonna function in the pocket Really well, that's gonna
0: be the new the new draft thing. Well, he played baseball, so you know he's got a strong arm and he can throw he, immediately. If he plays baseball, he's Pat Mahomes now. If <laughs> it's it's that, and then it's like they're just stroking it because this guy from New Hampshire Tech comes in who's six eight and can throw a football sitting on a watermelon in a river yeah. eighty yards. Like it's just unbelievable this stuff. This guy sitting on his knees. Can throw a football <laughs> eighty yards. Well, thanks, Mel Kiper. Yeah. Tell me when yeah. you actually see a QB do that in a game.
2: The Jamarcus
0: Russell. Ugh. <laughs> Which actually, yeah. okay, let's be honest here. How great? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question. And I was gonna say, who's one player you wish you would see play in the AAF? And mine is a hundred a million ten percent Jamarcus Russell. Need to see him in this league. Need it. Where is he? Exactly. Dude, he doesn't give a shit. That's why I need him out there. I want a guy who doesn't care just slinging the rock.
2: He'd be just as bad in the AF as he was in the NFL because he just doesn't
1: care. That story when he was on the Raiders that they didn't think he was watching game tape. So one time they gave him blank tapes. There. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I read the defenses. It looks good." Uh, the next day when he came into work, <laughs> blank takes. And he got what? Forty million.
0: Yeah, Miles. I think it was more than that. i bet guaranteed it was- too. Yeah, and nice. sipping on that perp, dude. That perp drink. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh,
1: you know what all I'm over, over the perp. But I don't think he he can because he's under contract in the CFL. But I'd love to see Manzel in this league. Ooh. Give it a lot of juice. He'd uh, he'd be he'd be a show to have in the AAF, I think.
2: Yeah, I was going to say my angle is also uh, put for for some seats. Micah, how many? You think they'd fill the bounce house if sweet little baby Jesus Tim Tebow was the quarterback of the Orlando
0: Apollos? <laughs> that's what that's really what made me think of this question was because <laughs> Tim T Timmy T was all over the headlines saying he was sticking with baseball. Uh, oh, I will just say,
2: also under contract to play baseball, Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I'm t- I kid you not, that stadium will be sold out every weekend, every game. Oh, it, oh all the God. tickets be bought now. A quarterback. Everyone
0: yeah. around here was waiting game for over. Uh, one, sp- one sprayer named head coach, so you had a bunch of blue and orange erect people. And if, if sweet baby Jesus or if he hadn't been recently convicted for molesting women, Chris Leak, the tightest spiral ever in the history of football. Those would have been phenomenal pickups for the Orlando Orlando Apollos.
1: But you know, I think since like the AAF is more, they keep pitching as developmental league, and the contracts are set, and no one can really get a ton of money. I don't think you'll see that. But in the XFL, I don't think they're going to have a standard. And I could be wrong. But I don't think they're going to have a standardized contract for everyone and everyone gets paid the same. And they'll yeah. go out and they'll try to get Tim Tebow into the league for like yeah. 10 mil to put butts in the seats. Yeah. And I was – that you want to talk about drafted emails? I had all these drafted emails to XFL about <laughs> like everything that the AAF did wrong this weekend and what not to repeat because I was just oh so gosh. freaking angry about so many things about the AAF this weekend. But uh, I just deleted them all. I was just, I, you know, I just had to go back and just calm Did myself we, down.
2: Do we know where the XFL teams are going to be yet?
1: Yeah. Oh, so Bob Stoops is going to be head coach and GM of the Dallas team. Mm-hmm. There's one in New York. They're going to play at uh, MetLife. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Jeez. They have so all that's... the cities announced. I forget. But I just know that there's one locally, in. I'll probably be going to some of those games. So, Okay, so XFL is like larger
2: markets, Dallas, New yeah. York. Yeah, Because if you look at AAF, I mean, it's San Antonio, they, Orlando, Memphis, like much, much smaller markets.
1: They went local. Um, and I'm pretty sure all the XFL teams are going to be playing at pro stadiums. Okay. I think there's yeah, actually they're, a they're team. they're swinging for the fences. I'm pretty sure there's a team in Tampa. Well, we're going to make, I, we're gonna have to make a trip.
0: I know Orlando is trying because you, you, they could have played in the Citrus Bowl or whatever, Camping World Stadium. But the, if
2: they put an XFL team in Tampa, they could probably beat the NFL team in Tampa.
1: So they're going to have Dallas, Houston, LA, <laughs> New York, Seattle, Tampa, Jeez. Washington, wow, and wow. St. Louis.
2: But only one Florida team.
1: Yeah, and Tampa is the Rams.
2: Yeah, that's that's where the Bucks play.
1: So. I'll be I'll be all in on that.
2: All yeah, that'll be that be good. All right, so so do we have any do we have any plays? That's the People we've been on, we've been on Action App to yeah. get AAF in their thing.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. Like these guys should be on you know DraftKings. There was no daily Fa- oh no no daily fantasy. How has the AAF not contacted DraftKings and FanDuel get daily fantasy going? Because
2: these they new markets, yeah. it's so esports. They, in <laughs> they got DraftKings for eSports.
1: Like, uh, let's go. Give me a break. I, I, I'm i going to be all in on Salt Lake this weekend against Birmingham. Um, I think it's just too many points. To, Salt Lake didn't look that bad.
2: So um, we like I'll, Salt Lake. We like Memphis under
1: early. We like Salt Lake and Memphis under, even though the hot shots are going to fucking blow the doors off with that one. <laughs> and I think we like Orlando at San Antonio minus the six. Yep. And I said we, we gonna take – I, I don't know. I didn't watch Atlanta, so I can't. But San Diego looked awful. For them to lay 10 is kind of ridiculous and just feels so Ugh. pukey.
2: So I was going to say, I don't. you're going to have to watch some tape of Atlanta because it's, they
1: they are it's pukey. Bad, yeah, if yeah. it's that bad, I just do. What, I know.
0: Let it marinate home more week. What's the Orlando? What's the spread in line on that one?
1: So oh, Orlando's laying six, and uh, four, it's 44 and a half.
0: My this is my rule here. As long as the old ball coach is standing on a sideline, I will never, ever in my life take it under. As long as he's on the field, <laughs> that guy is just gonna sling the once, literally once every drive to be one play.
1: <laughs> that's
2: how he. That's what he's famous for. Like he told his quarterbacks at Florida, look for the touchdown. Go to the check down. Yeah. Like, that's Tom <laughs> well, Brady's had on. a ton of success doing that. Yeah, he's like literally, if you can hit the touchdown, throw it. Otherwise, like, check it down, right? You know, like, if you look at all of his plays, the route trees are exactly that two, like, home, if it's four wide, it's like two home run hits, attempts, and then two, you know, out in the flat guys.
1: Crazy. Do, do we miss the kickoff?
2: No, not at all.
1: No, I, don't know. I like that they have to go for two every time too. Mm-hmm. I like that. I oh, this is another thing, another really goofy rule. I'm sorry, it just gets me fired. You can mm-hmm. only go for the onside play of fourth, and somehow now it's fourth and twelve from the thirty-five. If you're down by seventeen, or it's the last two minutes, how freaking stupid is that? What if it's a ten-point game and there's two oh five left? You can't go for the (laughs) onside play, so you have to run the clock down. See, that's what I was talking about last week with all like the rules and you need to know all the intricacies of these rules because then you have to run the clock down to sub two minutes, score your touchdown, and then so you can get the onside play. It's just ridiculous. You should be able to onside play whenever you want.
2: Yeah, exactly. Onside play whenever you want. Here are the rules. For the on, you know, we obviously don't have a kick, so this is what the onside would be, but you can do whenever you want. Uh, I, I can't, or, at, or yeah. even if they just said anytime in like the fourth quarter,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, I think the last two minutes is stupid.
0: My thing is, why not just if they want to do an onside kick and you know, go out there in the first quarter and do that because I bet my bottom dollar spurrier would try it. Yeah, well,
1: do it, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that—that's why that Hot of Apollo's game would be off the chain if they allowed them to do it, because they'd go for it every time. Probably, it'd be wild. It'd be like sixty to seventy, and every every would be just juiced up. No one's getting juiced up over fifteen six near the development, <laughs> or
2: twenty three or, or twenty three zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nobody cares. So, I want to see some points.
0: So we're at the like thirty five minute mark here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up with one final question. Favorite moment from the weekend? Favorite highlight?
1: Oh, that, that, that guy uh, uh, who popped at the quarterback <laughs> and his helmet flew off. That was wild. And that guy was a beast all game. Like, that guy's going to the NFL this, this next year because he was a stud the whole game. Or maybe it was because the San Diego Fleet defensive line or offensive line was just awful. But he <laughs> looked good. Sean Alexander or Sean Williams, something like that. It was Sean, Sean
2: Alexander was for the for the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Yeah. yeah, but
1: this Sean was spelled S H A A N. Yeah,
0: I think Williams. Oh,
1: yeah. is it Sean Williams? Yeah, he was so. a stud. Uh, Sean Alexander, thirty-seven, Seattle, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and University of Alabama. We don't like him. He was banned. Uh, yeah. My favorite moment from the weekend was actually the live. uh Review. So there was a touchdown catch in the Orlando game that was ruled incomplete, uh, but it looked like he might have caught it. So they actually had a camera and the audio of the review person in the booth. So it was like a camera angle, like you see from like the offensive coordinator, kind of like up from the bottom, and you're seeing the person and hearing—I should say—hearing the person uh, talk through. Like, all the different camera angles and how we... And she made the decision, like, super fast, which is... I don't know. I thought that was odd. And I don't know how how much uh, you know the, their desired duration of the games had to do with any of that. But um, I thought it was fascinating. Because at first, she's like, yeah, we're going to have a... This is going to be upheld. This is going to be upheld. We're going with upheld. It's going to be no catch. And then she was like, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he has it there. There's a neat, like... You, real time, the different angles and kind of how they talk through that process. So, uh, way less sophisticated than I probably would have thought. Um, <laughs> but was and then you know and then one A would be having Spurrier mic'd up because oh yeah you know there's just fandom there for for me and he's like just crazy old guy but
1: I like can't the, I heard he can't I heard walk the, dude no
2: oh, he can't. Can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, the clip of can't. him telling him to catch the ball was awesome though <laughs> yeah.
2: Because well, did you see what happened or no?
1: No, I didn't see it.
2: Okay, so they ran the play, and it was like one of those little pop passes, uh-huh. and the wide receiver dude dropped it, and then they ran it again on the same drive for a touchdown, and Spurrier's like calling in the play. He's like, tell him to catch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he caught it and, and scored a touchdown. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. Well, you saw it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think- guess we just going to go out there and – Chuck it around. See what we do.
0: (laughs) Scott, there was a stretch of time when Jadavian Clowney was playing for Spurrier at South Carolina. And Spurrier, just one day, I think it was a Monday practice. And they're in like, Mondays is normally walkthroughs in college. Like, you're just in helmets. And he's like, well, Jadavion's no longer part of the team. Like, (laughs) the best player in college football. The best player, like,
2: not even close. (laughs)
0: He's like, yeah, he's not on a team anymore. And then Wednesday, he's like, well, Jadavian's back on the team. He, he <laughs> figured some things out. He talked to the team. This guy's heading in the right place. <laughs> I'm like, Spurrier, the guy is just a beautiful mind. I would just wanna, it's one of those brains that you want to dissect when he dies just to see <laughs> like why he was so awesome. Uh, but I think my favorite part was when Orlando busted out the old uh, Philly special for a touchdown oh, yeah. I thought that, that was, was cool. great uh, but I so I actually I got one more follow up question and then I'll end yeah. up, I promise <laughs> so much like the XFL brought Skycam to the NFL and do you think that there's anything that the NFL can take from the AAF this weekend
1: Uh you want I me to kick Jared, it off yeah Jared you kick it off
2: I speaking of kicking it off I think eventually the NFL will get rid of the kickoff mm-hmm uh, I don't know, you know how long that takes. I don't know, but just with all the data coming out and the potential for lawsuits and that's the highest velocity collisions that happen. I think eventually, you know, um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think this will be a testing ground for a lot of things that the NFL is thinking or considering or wanting to do. And they want to see what the blowback is, if any. Um, I don't miss it. I know you guys said you don't miss it. My guess is most people don't miss it, and I think ultimately the NFL winds up uh, adopting that.
1: I hope that they adopt the the onside play without all the BS that you can only run it, you know, X amount of times. <laughs> but I think it should be like a fourth and fifteen because the current onside kick is a joke. You you can't the current kickoff rules. There's no way you're going to recover an onside kick. Correct. So, mm-hmm. um, they should six, make it six. a point. I was to say, that?
2: did you see the statistics from this year in the NFL? Oh, like it was five percent,
1: right? Five yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah,
2: I think it, yeah. Like it was less than that. But yeah, like nothing. Basically, it, it's pointless to even have, as long unless somebody on the receiving team completely blows an assignment and/or just drops the ball, it doesn't. The the uh, kicking team never recovers it.
1: I mean, you saw it in the the Seattle playoff game. I mean, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even a, no. an oxygen. It, it was a well, joke. Because Janikowski was was dead. Why? Yeah. But so I mean, I'd
0: I still just convinced
2: think... that cost us money. But...
0: Didn't cost yeah. me money. Uh, it actually yeah, won but... me money by him Salt being injured. Salt in the wound. Yeah. Don't
2: choose. You're, you're going for it. Too <laughs> soon. Too soon. Hey,
0: I wasn't the one who got all the money while he was out there. Okay. You guys both collected a fat <laughs> check. I didn't. So how about you let the little man go three and one instead of two and two? All
2: right, all right, all right. Yeah. All so who's man. this guy? He's the producer.
0: Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay.
2: But who are you? That was the best. Like, I was shocked at how blunt people were. Like, who like, what are you doing here? Why do you have on the same shirt as them?
1: Who
0: are you. Why do you like the Seahawks?
1: Dude, I can't find <laughs> I my like, Seahawks what? shirt. I don't know where uh-huh. it is. Uh oh. I'm very sadsies about it.
0: Somewhere in Las Vegas, (laughs) deep in the abyss. I I wear mine when I go outside at nighttime because it's so bright. (laughs) (laughs) Micah goes for like evening jog, wears his translucent uh, Seahawks shirt.
1: Yeah, tell you that shirt would be perfect for 5 a.m. run when I'm trying to you know shed the shed some uh, spring weight.
0: (laughs) So here's the question though, Uh, last serious thing: if if they get rid of kickoffs they get rid of onside kicks, do they just go for the trifecta and do two-point have to go for two every time?
1: No, okay. absolutely not. I like what they yeah, do I a disagree point because, you know, they do miss it. They, mm-hmm. they, people do miss it.
2: I like the extra point now. I think it was stupid. I think if they still had the old rule of, yeah, where it's just a formality, I can see that, but I think now, to Scott's point, there's enough – variability and intrigue that they'll they'll just keep that
0: checks out i mean because that, that's what i was going to say so say you go to the two-point conversion being a kicker in the nfl would literally be the greatest job ever you literally only go out there maybe once or twice just, a game yeah
2: <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah i mean seriously yeah so be only usurped by uh relief pitchers in baseball oh yeah like what have you been doing all week chewing sunflower seeds
0: Putting on a jersey, sitting in a bullpen, (laughs) laughing.
2: Maybe they'll send me in tonight. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not.
0: Maybe, maybe I'll get—I'll actually get like the phone call, and I'll warm up a little bit, but still not get called (laughs) out there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. the decoy. Like, yeah, put the lefty up just to make him think that we're uh, that we're bringing him in. (laughs) Oh man, um, that was good. So yeah, another weekend of AAF, folks. Download the app. It's worth it. It's good.
0: Yeah. I will say that Jared is correct on that. The app was very, very cool with having the helmets and the actual play happen versus like the ESPN app where it's like, oh, 10-yard play. And you're just like, I don't know how any of this happened. Yeah. um, With that, though, I'm Michael Larson. That's Jared Larson. That's Scott Panza. We are Pigskin Junkies. Thank you so much for listening in. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast, follow on Twitter at Pigskin underscore Junkies. Love to hear from you. Uh, And your thoughts on the AAF and how you're going to be betting this uh, moving forward. It's great to see the community coming around this sport. Degenerates, we are one. Thank you so much. (laughs) See ya.
2: Suck the the <laughs>